Hello and welcome to season two of Around the World in 80 Comedians, the podcast that finds out what a place is really like through the eyes of the most observant creatures of all, comedians. Today we're in Bangkok with Jenya Cheng. Jenya is a comedian who's based in the UK. Uh, she lived in Thailand for 18 years. And, uh, and yeah, this is a really interesting conversation. A lot of people have lots of ideas when it comes to Thailand and Bangkok. It's got lots of different reputations as uh, the land of smiles, the land where people go to meditate and, and be at one with nature, and the land where a lot of people go for sleazy sex holidays. We touch on all of that in this podcast. I'm really excited about it. I think it's really good. Uh, so a great way to kick off season two. If you would like to donate to this podcast, you can do that uh, thanks to Kofi. So just go on to Kofi, that's ko-fi.com forward slash around the world. You can donate three pounds on Kofi. That's the same price as a cup of coffee. So if you'd like to buy me a coffee, hence Kofi, do you get it now? Yeah, you can do that and I would really appreciate it. Right, I've got lots of different news about the pod and about different things. I will tell you about all those things later on in the pod. But for now, let's kick off. This is Bangkok and Jenny Cheng. You guys have no idea how grateful I am to be here tonight in the first world. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I moved here from Thailand a few years ago, actually, but last week I was just watching this documentary about these girls in Thailand that get forced to spend every night up on movie stages under bright lights. I Hi, Jenia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, Jenia, where are you right now? I am in London, in Bermondsey. Wow, exciting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, very exciting. Yeah. Have you got a window near where you are? A window? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. What can you see if you were to look outside your window right now? Window. That's that's how exciting London is. I can literally see into another window. We're not going to be we're not going to be talking about Bermondsey. Um, we're going to be talking about a very different place. We're going to be talking about Thailand today. So, first of all, before we get into that, Jenny, can you just tell us who are you? <laughs> very deep. Uh, <laughs> who am I? I am a uh, Chinese ethnicity uh, female who was born to expat parents in Bangkok, Thailand, and uh, went to school there for 18 years, moved to the UK for university, and uh, here I am 13 years later, sounding like a Kardashian trapped in a uh, yellow body. So that's that's who I am. Do you get back to Bangkok at all? Um, I used to go a few times a year, but I haven't been back for about two years now, sadly. Um, it changes a lot. When you think about Bangkok, there are certain things mm-hmm. that pop into your mind, right? Sex, pad thai. Clearly something's popping to your mind. Well, okay. <laughs> if I was, okay, so what, give, give me three words. Describe Bangkok in three words. It's, it's vibrant, yeah. sunny, yeah. and friendly. 
I'm friendly. Okay. I'm, there you okay. Go. You were going down. You you were coming up with more things. You were going pad thai. Yeah. Was your last one? What else? I said sex, pad thai, and the third thing I was going to say was tuk tuks. I would say there's like three personalities, right? Okay. There's one. What? That clearly was your first impression. Your first words of it. Yeah. The seedy underbelly of the of the laddie side yes. of the city, and then. The more sort of, I guess, peaceful, meditative side that you see with like the animals and the temples and the palaces. And then you just have the normal real life side, which is just what local people go about their day. What's the best thing about Bangkok? The best thing about Bangkok is you can have any experience that you want. You can probably find it right. In okay. What's okay? So what's the what's the most Bangkok experience that you've ever had? Um, getting threatened, getting threatened in Koh Samui by a group of transvestites because they didn't like the dress my friend was wearing. What was the dress? Oh my gosh! I literally wouldn't have a clue. We just asked them to take a picture of us, and yeah, she did not like the dress my friend was wearing, and just. Uh, a bottle appeared out of nowhere, and wow. just ran nice. <laughs> Must have been a horrible dress. Uh, well, yeah, I think it was green, so just don't wear green. The best thing about Bangkok is that you can have any sort of experience you want. What would you say is the worst thing about it? Um, the traffic. Not even gonna lie, pretty basic, but that is literally it. If Bangkok had no traffic, it would just be the best. Yeah, I can't think of a bad thing about it. Okay, um, so is the traffic mental? Mental, mental. It's mental. Have you seen the pictures? It's mental, which is why if you ever set a meeting time in Thailand, it's never that time. And Thai people have a phrase. It's called Zayan Yen, which is basically just chill the fuck out. Right, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that comes from the fact that traffic is so bad there that you can just never stick to your times or anything. So oh. you just have to chill the fuck out. And, so, and, and so is that how businesses and, and life in general is conducted, like in a very kind of chilled out way because everyone's just stuck in traffic? Yeah. 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 I think that's probably one of the reasons. That's cool. Um, but... Everyone is so chill. That is probably the best thing about Thailand. Everyone is so chill. Everyone is so friendly. Nothing is too much for someone to do. Well, except except green dresses, because they got you bottles, well, right? I mean, that's, that's when, you know, alcohol and other stuff is involved. Yes. Um, but in general, yeah. <laughs> There's so many cliches when you think of Thailand and Bangkok. Uh, you think of the you think of the, the drugs and the and the, and the alcohol and the full moon parties and stuff. Is it what people think? Is is are those cliches all true? Um, those cliches are all true if you're white. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Westerners have created their own um, version of it. So then they're given that version that they want right. when they go there. So, have you ever heard of the term flanderization? Uh, yes, but uh, why don't we get into that? So, flanderization is uh, a term that has been derived from Ned Flanders and The Simpsons, right? And the show has been so long running that Flanders 
becomes more and more and more uh, caricaturized version of himself. Yes. As the show progresses. Flannerization is something that happens across all uh, sitcoms and TV shows where a character becomes yeah. more and more yeah. caricaturized versions yeah. of, of themselves. Like How I Met Your Mother, for example, Friends. Everybody has their personality and they become more like that. So all these experiences that you're saying that are cliche things that Westerners think of when they think of somewhere like Thailand, obviously local people have figured that out, figured out what white people want when they go there. So they're creating versions of these experiences that are more and more in line with what Westerners are expecting when they go there in order to fit the cliches. So that is literally what's happened with things like full moon parties with these ping pong shows or whatever you want to call it. That's what you get if you go there looking for those things and you get exactly as cliche as you want. Growing up, I, I was an expat, if you like. Um, so I'm not a local Thai person. So my life was very privileged, I'm not going to lie. Um, so you do get exposed to that side of things from a very early age. Um, right. right. You, I guess, you know, you, you can walk down the street with your dad when you're like five years old and your dad will get accosted by prostitutes. And that's just an experience. That is quite quite common. So is it not really... So for people who live there, it's not a big deal, right? It's just it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. I guess it is what it is. And to be honest, like, I didn't see how problematic it was until I'd left. You know, I guess you okay. see it and, and the rhetoric that you grow up with it is, you know, these are people who probably are from very disadvantaged backgrounds so yeah, being yeah. in the city they've got an opportunity to leave that and make something of themselves this is just a temporary thing for them and this is what they need to do in order to make something of themselves in the city so I guess that's the rhetoric you inherit you know as you grow up and how you make it okay in your head yeah I suppose um yeah you know, yeah. I, I guess the obviously this is not the same at all, and I might get shit on for saying this, but like, you know, I lived in Brixton for a few years, and I lived here, and like, you know, right when I lived there, um, it was very much undergoing a huge like gentrifying stage. You know, I lived the street I lived in, um, in I lived there for like two years. And I think it was like 15 new stores were opened um, yeah. a few years. And, and obviously all of those stores were run by very lovely white people. And you just live there and you just accept it and you move away. And you're like, well, hang on a minute. You know, and then I started reading about gentrification and reading about all this stuff going on. And you think that was not okay. That was not normal. But when you live somewhere and you see it every day, you just, right. I guess, maybe you right, just block okay. it out. This is Jenya. Isn't she great? Right, so um, 
Let's get into a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, thank you for coming back for season two. Also, thank you to all those people who've been leaving good reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. You can probably hear lots of ambulances. I don't know why there are so many ambulances out today. I'm recording this uh, on a Saturday morning from my flat in Walthamstow. Uh, and for some reason, there's always there's always a little bit of background noise. But for some reason, there's a, as soon as I started recording, there was just loads of ambulances and sirens. So... Um, that explains it, I suppose. Right, I do need to explain another couple of things. Uh, I have received a few emails from people asking when we were kicking off Season 2. The reason there was a little bit of a delay is the same reason that a couple of my shows uh, this summer were cancelled. And that's because, uh, unfortunately, my, my dad passed away. So I'm, I don't want to bring the tone of the of the podcast down. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bring the tone of the podcast down. I'll just mention the death of a parent. No, So, um, so yeah, obviously, that was uh, a very sad time. Uh, thank you to everybody who also showed support. Uh, but that kind of explains why uh, things were up in the air. A little bit. Uh, there are some new dates, or there will be some new dates for my stand-up show. I shall be letting you know about these dates when they are confirmed. There's some very exciting things happening. So, so yeah. So I'm looking forward to telling you all about that. I can't tell you for now, but I will tell you in the, in some of the coming episodes. Um, and that's it. Oh, also, we are starting something new on the Facebook page. So I'm going to start telling people which countries and cities we're going to be going to through this show. And uh, and if anyone's got any questions, any particular questions about any particular place they would like, like a comedian who has a connection with that place to answer, then just let me know. I know, interaction. It's 2019, my friend. Right, let's jump back into the podcast, everyone. This is Jenya Cheng and Bangkok. Tell me something that people wouldn't know about Bangkok. Something that I found, well, there's, there's a few things, a few things. Um, I found really weird that I haven't seen this anywhere else in the world, yeah. but in shopping malls in Bangkok, you have amusement, amusement parks, like at the top of shopping malls. And I mean, amusement parks, like full with like roller coasters and like, ships swinging pirate ships and like all that kind of stuff like proper amusement park obviously not like six flags or alton towers but like pretty cool i didn't know about that and um so in thailand also you have so they have a royal family out there um, and before uh any kind of entertainment show so whether you're a comedian performing in a stadium or like you know, Metallica, whatever, um, or even just going to the cinema to watch a movie. Um, they play the uh, royal anthem, and you have to stand and pay your respects to the royal family um, before the show commences. Yeah. If you're spending a few days in Bangkok, what's more likely that you will get mugged or that you will get an STD? Mugged, but you know, I don't know about you. Maybe if you're Steve Hilly, maybe it'd be an STD. So. Oh, thank you very much. I'll take that as a compliment. Can parts of it be quite rough? Uh, no more rough than London. I feel much safer in Bangkok than some parts of London, to be honest. Um, I think it's because Bangkok's quite uh, crowded and lively. So it's rare that, you know, you'll be 
all by yourself on a quiet street. And uh, for me, I think crowds are more, feel more safe than yeah, when you're okay. all by yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm a tiny female. Um, but unless you are, God, it sounds really awful, but unless you do something that will unnecessarily attract the attention of someone. So like if you're a tourist and you are obviously like super lost and you know, you got a huge backpack on and your like passport is hanging out, like that's you're, you're obviously target. like yeah. you're a target. But I think that's the same with any of course, city yeah. with tourists. Of course. Um and and yeah, I guess because there is quite a um, like, you know, everything that you've talked about in terms of the seedy side of things, in terms of like tourists being a big part of the local scene. And I think there is, uh, there are times when like, there might be tensions between like, yeah. tourists and locals. If, yeah, if you do something that they think is disrespectful say somebody who's listening to this podcast is thinking about going to Bangkok what one thing should they do and what one thing should they not do while they're there one thing they should do is just be genuinely open to uh, making genuine connections with local people and not treating them like zoo animals that they're just there to examine right um, because everybody there is so friendly and unless, you know, they, unless booze and drugs is involved, let's just put it that way. But, um, just, yeah, genuinely be open to chatting to people and like, you'll make so many friends. Okay, it's, Cause that's the thing as well, isn't it? Like the, the idea of the, the idea of the smiley. Yeah, yes. 100%. Um, but there sometimes so like <laughs> this is gonna be really sound really bad but like if you're like in a restaurant there will be yeah. like, uh there will be like two waiters for every table that are both just like the most friendly people in the world but it'll take forever for anything to get done <laughs> what one thing should they not do and any visitors to to bangkok not try to look for trouble okay brilliant that's that's very very general because because if you i guess by trouble i mean like if you go there specifically trying to like experience that cd underbelly and like doing whatever you can to like get the craziest experience that you can the chances are you're not gonna have a lot of fun if you could come up with a slogan for Bangkok, what would your slogan be? Uh, well, I think it would probably be something like where anything goes unless you can't afford it. Final, final, final thing. Three tips, three travel tips for anyone visiting anywhere in the world. Anything three you want. travel tips for anyone anywhere in the world. Um, yeah, just off the top of your head. I think at least, at least learn how to say hello yeah. in the local language. Very good. Um, make sure you keep an eye on your passport at all times. Very practical. Very practical. Very practical advice. 
make sure you drink clean water. Don't put ice in anything because that's where most of the stomach issues come from when you're traveling. Ice. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah, of course I have. Yeah, you have dreadlocks, of course you have. (laughs) Now, if anybody wants to know what you're up to, comedy-wise, how can they find you? How can they follow you? Have you got anything to plug? Oh, uh, well, um, me and my BFF, uh, Laura Thomas, we run a monthly night in London called Sex Standing Up Comedy, uh, which is uh, sex-positive, sex-themed comedy night. Uh, So check that out, Sex Standing Up on facebook but our next one um second of november is at the shush women's erotic emporium which is a sex store in london brilliant jenia cheng thank you very much thanks steve that was jenia that was bangkok there you go. Thank you to Jenya. Uh, you should definitely check out her, her night, Sex Standing Up. I've put some details in the show notes, so you can, you can find out more about that there. And that's it for this episode. If you would like to donate some money, you can do that on Kofi. That's K-O-F-I forward slash around the world. And I'd really appreciate it. Please tell your friends about the pod. Join the Facebook group. And yeah, everything else. Review, rate, all that sort of stuff. Till next time. Bye. Around the World in 80 Comedians is presented and produced by Steve Healy. Music used is Blue Scar and Bushwick Tarantella Loop by Kevin McLeod in Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Around the World in 80 Comedians is a Revolt production.